everyone, and welcome to season two of I Am Not Defined. As always, I'm your host, Emma. My hair is now a brown-reddish tone all over. My eyebrows are back to their normal color of black. I am of Latina descent, and I am wearing a purple shirt that says generational success. Uh, Hi, my name is Katie. I am also one of the other hosts of this podcast. My hair is currently a dark brownish red um i'm wearing purple glasses my my skin color is is white and i'm wearing a dark blue t-shirt so katie how have you been i know we haven't really like sat down like we obviously we sat down like as friends but not as podcast hosts have you been what's going on with your like winter break and so on yeah so um so my winter break has been kind of eventful. We're in the process of moving, and I've just been kind of relaxing and just everything along those lines. How about you? It's been a journey. I took a December uh, course. So a, if, for those who don't know, it's a three-week course. You give a part of your break, and it counts in your winter tuition. So I decided to take my first uh, advertising course, which is uh, or PR advertising course, which is the first step in my career. It was pretty amazing, but I had some discoveries, which uh, allows me to make this announcement that I am now part of the Center with Students with Disabilities. And I know prior we have talked about how I was always like, oh, I don't have a disability. I don't consider myself someone who has a disability. I still wouldn't necessarily claim that label. There's nothing wrong with not claiming it or claiming it. It is just more of I know that I need some help when it comes to hurting things. And that was very hard for me to accept. But because of that, that allows us to talk about today's topic, which is the enrollment process of the CSD. So, Katie, how did yours start? So, um... So that's a good question, actually. So my so growing up, I was always had accommodations and everything along those lines. And when I was in high school, they kind of followed me more because um I had I had a weird spinal disorder in my sixth and the eighth grade year, and I had to get back surgery for that. And then, so that was kind of one of my new accommodations. And then when I had my hip problems during the start of the pandemic, I also had to get accommodated for that as well. And when I was applying to DePaul, um, I had to let them know on the application yet that, yes, I do have an accommodations for, like, extra time on TEDs, I need to be in a dorm that's handicap accessible, I need to basically be close to an elevator, I can't do a lot of tests because of my hardware, so I had to get a lot of, like, a lot of, like, medical documentation to make sure that everything is okay, and, and so mine was all, like, documented from a doctor, but keep in mind, too, that I had I had a lot of documentation since I was born, so my process was completely different from yours. Yeah, no, of course. Well, yeah. So, Do you think it was easier or harder for you? At least, like, because you were born with a disability, you have been around accommodations your whole life. Do you think that it was easier based on, like, since you had accommodations in high school going into college? Or do you think it was, like, a completely different experience? So... So growing up in like the same elementary middle school, like all my accommodations followed me. But when I went to um, 
So when I was applying to DePaul, um, I was told by my um, seed, um, my CDM advisor and my regular advisor that it my accommodations wouldn't transfer over from high school into college because it's a new slate. But some of them did, like, I get extra time on tests. I get priority registration because of my accommodations. Like, I got to make sure that I'm in the right classes and that the professors know. And so my process from like transitioning from high school into college, it was kind of stressful for me because I was freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do if they don't transfer over? And what do I do if this happens? And and eventually they all transferred over. But since I'm an adult, um, I have to be my own advocate. Yeah. What like, I need and what I don't need. Do you think that the CSD was very accommodating towards you? Oh, most definitely. Uh, do you want to elaborate on that? Um, so, yeah, so since they were, like, very accommodating, um, I got registered with CSD when I was applying to DePaul. I was in contact with LaVon, who was also in charge of CSD, and she was basically helping me, like, get my documents in and making sure everything was set up. Not only did CSD work with me, but they worked with housing to make sure that I was in the correct dorm that had an elevator, that had air conditioning, that suited my needs. Because with having hardware in your back, I can't do steps at all. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen I've seen how we've had to accommodate with you around, not like in a bad way, just more of like I've seen your struggles like firsthand. And I definitely understand how... Um, like that really could make or break you. And that's your friend. That's what I mean. Yeah. For me. So I guess my enrollment process was a bit different because for so long I was like, no, I'm good. I don't think I have anything like in my community. It's very hard to talk about mental health. It's I, I mean, we're getting better at it, but we still have a lot of work to do for so long. I've been struggling with mental health to the point that I was like numb. Everything was numb. And my husband finally was like, please go seek help because life is not numb. Life is full of experiences. So I was getting help, right? And I went to a psychiatrist, uh, not from DePaul, but I went to one and he was like, okay, we're going to start some medications. We're going to start it off slow. And I was telling him, oh, can I get a letter for the uh, Center for Students, for students with Disabilities? And he's like, I like to diagnose slowly. So I can't give you a letter for accommodations unless I know what you what." what is wrong with you basically and I didn't have a diagnosis so I was like oh okay but uh during the three weeks that's when I started taking meds and if you know anything about mental health meds you know side effects can really affect your everyday life and um I became very lethargic I could not eat and I could not concentrate and if you know me Katie you know I could write a page like a three four page essay in like an hour right yes. and I could not write a three s page a three double space page essay in three days. Right. I could not concentrate. So I was talking to TC, who was our boss, and I was just like, hey, I really want to use my sick pay. Um, I'm not feeling the best. And, you know, he's obviously always like, so like, of course, do what you need to do. But then he asked me like, what's wrong? Like emotionally, because I was like, I had a breakdown. I'm not even gonna lie. I had a breakdown. I was like, I can't process anything. I'm like, I'm struggling. And I never thought I would struggle like this in school. And he was, he reached, like, I reached out to him and we met and I was like, I just really want to use my sick pay hours. And he's like, have you ever considered enrolling in the center of, uh, for students with disabilities? And I said, oh, I don't have a diagnosis. 
I'm like, I can't enroll. And he's like, that's not true. Which leads me to uh, like the first step, which was uh, fill out the enrollment request form. And he was able to, with that, he was able to email my teacher and me asking her to give me more time on the midterm exam. Um, and I was able to get more time, which allowed me to pass with a 91 because I was able to concentrate on the questions because before I would get like, I'd get multiple chances on exams, but I'd get like 80s and 70s. And then with more time being able to process everything, I would get 80s and 90s. And then he told me that I just need a relevant like documentation. Obviously, every student is different. For me, I was able to submit a health summary, but that does not mean that that would work for you or for every anybody else. It just happens to be in my case because they're very flexible, but they're also very accommodating, but they need some sort of documentation. And on the website, it says to request documentation, they request documentation from a qualified professional, quote, Relevant documentation will vary depending on the nature of the student's disability. There are several documentation submission options, including submission of a written statement, photocopies of relevant medical uh, medication records, and or completing the CSD disability information and verification form, end quote. And for me, I completed the CSD verification form and I submitted what I had. And I guess that was enough to get what I needed. But they are very accommodating. I have never felt so appreciated. Even TC was like, do you want another advisor? Because I am your boss. I see how you can be uncomfortable. And I was like, no, I don't. Like for me personally, you know, I'm an open book. I was like, I don't really care if you see what I need help with. And he was just able, he was just on top of it. He was like, he even asked, like, he's like, do you feel satisfied with your psychiatrist? Are you interested in seeing a therapist? And I was like, oh, I'm satisfied with my psychiatrist. No, I'm not interested in seeing a therapist. He's like, if you ever change your mind, DePaul has these resources for you, just so you know. And once I submitted all of my enrollment uh, information, I was like, I think within a week I was enrolled. But even before I was enrolled, when I was in the process of getting enrolled, before I even had my official staff interview, he was vouching for me like, yeah, she's in the process of it. So she can, but because we were on a time crunch with that class, he was able to get me an accommodation. And I will forever be grateful because I can guarantee you that if I did not have that accommodation, I would not have passed that midterm because it's a very fast paced course. So like yeah, after yeah. that, I saw how much like the CSD does because yeah you work for them and you know all the resources you know but like I did not know how much they could do until I was part of them and needed help this leads me to the discussion of like how was your meeting like how did you discuss what accommodations you required so yeah so that's a good question um I guess for me I really didn't have to get like a meeting set up because again, mine followed me basically from my elementary, middle, and high school years into college. But when I was applying, like I did have to sit down with CSD and tell them that, yes, this is my accommodation. This is what I have. You know, um, the process of that. And so it only took about an hour for me to set up an appointment with CSD and like verifying that, yes, I do have this accommodation, I have that accommodation, and when I was, um, when I was talking with the housing representative, I basically had to, like, tell them that, yes, I do have back problems, I do have hip problems, because they're like, oh, well, we really can't put you in a dorm unless we know that you have, um, like, medical documentation, so I had to submit the documentation over again for Campus Connect, and Eventually, it all worked out in the end. Well, I'm glad that yours was like, like e I would say I wouldn't say easier, but more fluidly. 
Uh, for me, I kind of had discussed like the TC prior. Like we never really discussed what documentation or what documentation. I mean, what qualified accommodations apologies <laughs> my brain was mixing up the words um we never really discussed what accommodations were necessarily required until like the day of but he had been like mental noting them because i had been telling him everything i was like because i needed to vent to someone and he's someone i feel very like comfortable telling if i have an issue and i was like i can't concentrate i'm having a hard time uh because these new meds and like all the side effects and even the meds take six to eight weeks and I kept having to switch on and off because some side effects are so severe and then my body just didn't respond well to some like I got sleep paralysis with one I got vomiting with one um so I had to I think I got switched like three times before we found something that may work you know so he was telling me like oh okay um uh let's get you more test time because it seems like that's what you're struggling with and then he was like do you get distracted easily I'm like not really like as personally me no but with this like new meds, it's hard for me to focus because it's supposed to make like the meds are supposed to help me with like uh, depressive episodes. So they're supposed to make me feel like not so overwhelmed. But because of that, it's kind of like numb again. But there's other meds that counteract that. But because of that, like I was taking both. They were kind of just like counteracting each other. So I was like just lethargic and groggy. So he was like, let's get you proctored test time. He's like, that's optional if you want it. And then he talked about like, oh, um, is there any other accommodations you need? Like, do you need to see the therapist? Do you need to see the behavioral, like anybody, like from like the psychiatrist, to the uh, therapist? And I was like, no, I, I'm, I'm good. And he said that with the documentation I provided, that's enough. So even if I do get a diagnosis, if I choose not to disclose that with the CSD, that's my choice. And I always thought that that was very like sincere because not every, like for me, I am an open book. I do not mind sharing. I mean, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be on the podcast uh, if I was, uncomfortable with sharing my experiences but I know there's some people who are not ready to share their experiences and I think having pending on the documentation right and having that option for me was great and I love seeing how every student that I have met with the CSD has a completely different experience when it comes to accommodations because I know for you in Centennial it's for mobility accommodations but I know other students in different dorms for different accommodations right and then I think overall, like, uh, that's kind of how my experience was. But I genuinely, it was very positive. They were very sincere. And I never felt dumb. And that's one thing I really want to point out. Because I feel, I'm not saying I feel dumb all the time. But there are some moments in my life where I feel like I uh, definitely did not understand something. Whether it's like if you're in a professor's class and they spoke way too fast. Um, for me, it's when I'm in a professional setting because I've never been in professional settings before. So to have that, like, uh, somebody, not only was it fast, they were personal and compassionate working with me. And, like, I'm pretty sure they, they're they personal and compassionate working with other students. They were just so flexible. And they were so understanding. And that's one thing I did not expect from the CSD. I, like, I'm not trying to, like, badmouth anyone. I just was like, I don't know what to expect from them. I work with them, but I don't know what it's like to get the whole process because it sounds so scary. And I'll read to, at the end, I will read the enrollment process for anybody who needs them because I really recommend if you need accommodations, seek accommodations. Yeah, and one thing I will add is that it's good to have the accommodation process started earlier than later just because sometimes you might need like a lot more documentation like like for me when I had to prove that I had my back problems and my hip problems I had to get like two to four letters of documentation from each of my doctors stating yep this is what she has done this is what she has she's been clinically diagnosed 
So I would say for any of those of you who are struggling with uh with the with like in classroom, whether it be mental, physical, or emotional, anything counts as a disability regardless. Like you, Emma, you mentioned you had like hard time focusing in class because of your medication. That counts as an accommodation. It doesn't hurt to get accommodated and ask for help. And that's when I'm kind of learning personally to myself as someone who is living with the struggle is is that I gotta know when to ask for help because in society people aren't gonna come and hold your hand. You gotta be your own advocate and that's what I'm slowly learning on how to do. Yeah, no, of course. And um I will right now I'm going to read off the Paul's official website for the Center of Students with Disabilities just so that people understand what some of some of the accommodations are. Again, this is not an exclusive list, but Quote, example of the CSD, Center of Students with Disabilities, accommodations include the following. Adaptive equipment, assistive technology, braille, closed caption real-time translation, course selection consultation, on-campus dining accommodations for students who have dietary restrictions for allergies or disabilities. It says that you must submit the disability information and verification form, also known as the DIVF. On-campus housing accommodations. In large print, exam proctoring in a distraction-reduced environment, exam reader, exam transcriber, extended time on exams, faculty consultations, preferential seating, priority registration, real-time captioning, sign language interpreting, and student advocacy. Mind you, these are not the only things the CSD can do. We also have a lot of assistive technology, which is for students who need it. Not every, they have the following things. Alternative text format, Kurzweil 300, access text and bookshare, text-to-speech, they have dragon speak, note-taking, they have smart slash echo pen, digital recorder, hearing support, they have communication access, real-time translation, and a sign language interpreter, visual support, they have Ruby handheld CCTV, braille translation, and Zoom text software. Those are just some of the things that Paul offers. And uh, lastly, I will be reading the enrollment process and like probably some FAQs. So it says, number one, for to enroll in the CSD, you must complete the enrollment request form. Every student's situation is unique. This is your opportunity to express personal strength and challenges. Please contact the CSD if you need any assistance completing the enrollment request form. Number two. Request documentation from a qualified professional. As we stated earlier, there are several documentation submissions option, submission options. So submission of a written statement, photocopies of documents, relevant medication records, and or completion of the CSD disability information and verification form. All documentation must be current and relevant. Submitted forms are not determinative of accommodations. If needed, the CSD may request additional documentation and or clarification. Number three, submit all completed enrollment material to the CSD. Documents can be dropped off in person, sent in mail, or sent electronically as a t- email attachments to csd.depaul.edu. Number four, the CSD staff will review your material. This is a critical step in the enrollment process. CSD staff thoroughly reviews all submitted material. CSD staff may determine that additional information is needed. The CSD staff may may need to contact your service provider or request additional documentation from you. 
And the turnaround time for the CSD enrollment steps varies depending on the time of the year and the complexities of the student's needs. The CSD are always mindful to be thorough while processing applications as quickly as possible. And finally, attend a meeting with the CSD staff. This meeting is an interactive process to discuss your academic challenges and successes, reasonable accommodations and or services are established collaboratively and approved by the CSD. Depending on availability, the meeting can be in-person, via phone, or even as a Zoom meeting. And finally, there are just some CSD questions like, what is an accommodation? An accommodation removes a barrier to access in and is determined on an individual basis after reviewing documentation of a disability and interview with a student. When enrolling with a CSD, it is not necessary to know specific accommodations you are seeking, but it is helpful to have a good understanding of your strengths and weaknesses so that the CSD can consider the support that may be beneficial for you. How long does the enrollment time take? How long does the enrollment process take? The CSD reviews documentations in order that it was received and experiences an, an influx and experiences an influx of enrollments at different points of throughout the year. Once all your documentation has been submitted, you can expect to be uh, contacted for an enrollment meeting within two weeks. Do I need to enroll with the CSD every quarter slash year? No. Once you complete your enrollment meeting, you will remain active with our office for the entire time you were enrolled at DePaul. How do I apply for housing accommodations? The CSD works collaboratively with DePaul Housing to provide accommodations to students with documented needs. Students should complete the CSD enrollment paperwork and provide documentation that directly connects their disability with the need for accommodated housing. Please note that the housing at DePaul is limited and CSD will provide recommended accommodations to DePaul Housing who will make the final housing decision. Students should complete the registration with the CSD and student housing services prior to, to, to June 1st to increase the likelihood that the accommodations can be provided. Other resources on campus to support students even if they're not enrolled with the CSD? Yes, the CSD works to primarily issue re reasonable accommodations to those with documented disabilities. Aside from the CSD, there are a wide variety of services aimed to helping all students at DePaul succeed. Here are several resources to explore. Student services, student success, tutoring, CDM tutoring. And there's so many more questions and you can contact the CSD. They have, the CSD staff is more than happy to help you. Their email is csd at thepaul.edu or their phone number is 773-325-1677, 773-325-1677 in the Lincoln Park campus or if you need assistance in the loop, it is 312-362-8002. Again, 312-362-8002. Uh, how do you feel uh, knowing that you have these accommodations now, Katie? I know that that was a lot of info, but I definitely wanted people to know where they can get info and just overall some understanding of the CSD. Yeah, so I'm kind of glad that I'm enrolled with CSD because if I didn't have my accommodations, I would probably be been struggling like what I did in my elementary middle school years. I mean, I'm just really glad that I was able to get the accommodations that I needed and living in a dorm that it's accessible has been a blessing. Because when the weather gets bad, I can just take the elevator 
up to my dorm instead of doing steps. And I'm very grateful that I was able to get involved with CSD. And one of my accommodations is I can use my notes on my exams because it's documented that I can't recall a lot of information past like step five. So let's say, for instance, you and me, Emma, were in a class and you can remember steps one through 200. I can only remember steps one through 10 without having to look back in my notes. So when I do take exams, I am able to go to the CSD office, whether it's in Lincoln Park or in the Loop. I normally do it in the Loop because most of my classes are in the Loop and I'm able to use my notes like in a quiet environment. I am allowed extra time. But last quarter, my I didn't really have to use my exam notes because everything was either projects or hands-on like learning. And the professors really understood that, hey, if if I need to use my notes, it's okay for me to use my notes. And they want to count that as cheating because it's documented by CSD. So I was very grateful I had that accommodation. Yeah, I definitely feel I'm I feel like I'm in debt to TC, honestly. Like <laughs> shout out to TC. <laughs> because I honestly, if he had not like told me about it, I would never like even working like in promoting CSD resources. I never thought I would be able to even receive any accommodation. Even now I don't have a diagnosis and I'm still figuring out what's going on with my mental health. But in this journey, like I've been assisted so much. And something that I guess I will miss when I graduate is knowing that the world is not so accommodating. So definitely it, it's amazing to know that I'm I'm helped and that someone looks was like, if you need them, we can get them for you. And I think like, it's just, I think it's amazing that DePaul has a center for students with disabilities. I know a lot of schools do, but some of them aren't as good. Like they're not as funded or they're not as attentive. And that's not the case here. And overall, I just like, I, I love, like, I love working with AJF to promote this, but I also love that I'm receiving accommodations knowing that I need them. Because it was yeah, so, yeah. it took me so long to admit that I needed help. So to finally be like, I think I need help. And then they were like, oh, okay, so just submit this and we can help you. And I was like, really? You're not going to like ask me a billion questions? I'm like, no, well, we seem to know what you need. <laughs> and I was like, wow, you know, like I thought they were going to ask me like a million questions and need like 20 pieces of documentations. And in reality, they just needed like for my case, not everyone's case is different. Let me let me be very clear. Everyone's case is different. Uh, I showed my health summary and uh, I talked to CC just like about my struggles and that he was like, all right, let's get your accommodations in order. And we were on a time crunch. Yes. And it was within a week. But even then, I think uh, they're pretty their turnaround rates are pretty fast from what I've heard. Uh, but yeah, this is, this episode was more of like, I feel like it's more promotional, but as well as just educational, because it's when I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, when I say, if you need accommodations, seek accommodations and accommodations do not mean advantages. Because again, quoting TC, I could be really bad at a math test. And if I get more time, it doesn't mean I'm going to pass the math test. And I think that was just a really good example. Uh, any closing statements, Katie? Uh, no, I don't have any closing statements. All right. Well, this has been I Am Not Defined. I can't I can't believe we're at season two already. I know this is like it's crazy to think that we only get four because we end in August. 
and we're halfway done. Yeah. Well, and I know, like, technically we just started season two, but <laughs> um, join us next time. Uh, oh, uh, a good announcement. We are switching to bi-weekly episodes. We understand that we tried to provide uh, 10 weeks of content and they did it backfire. It backfired because we're students first. And uh, But we do have seven episodes coming out. We have this one and we have a few more. Uh, so just be on the lookout. They'll still come out on Friday, so it just won't be as many. Uh, but as always, I'm your host, Emma. And my name is Katie. And this has been I Am Not Defined. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.